Act Three of Cain, A Mystery by Lord Byron. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Act Three, Scene One, The Earth near Eden, as in Act One. Enter Cain and Ada. Hush, tread softly, Cain. I will. But wherefore? Our little Enoch sleeps upon yon bed of leaves, beneath the cypress. Cypress? Tis a gloomy tree which looks as if it mourned o'er what it shadows. Wherefore didst thou choose it for our child's canopy? Because its branches shut out the sun like night, and therefore seemed fitting to shadow slumber. Aye, the last, and longest, but no matter, lead me to him. They go up to the child how lovely he appears his little cheeks in their pure incarnation vying with the rose-leaves strewn beneath them his lips too how beautifully parted no you shall not kiss him at least not now he will awake soon his hour of midday rest is nearly over but it were a pity to disturb him till tis closed you have said well i will contain my heart till then he smiles and sleeps sleep on and smile thou little young inheritor of a world scarce less young sleep on and smile thine are the hours and days when both are cheering and innocent thou hast not plucked the fruit thou knowest not thou art naked must the time come thou shalt be immersed for sins unknown which were not thine nor mine but now sleep on his cheeks are reddening into deeper smiles, and shining lids are trembling o'er his long lashes, dark as the cypress which waves o'er them. Half open, from beneath them the clear blue laughs out, although in slumber. He must dream of what? Paradise? Aye, dream of it, my disinherited boy, tis but a dream, or never more thyself thy sons nor fathers shall walk in that forbidden place of joy dear cain nay do not whisper o'er our sons such melancholy yearnings o'er the past why wilt thou always mourn for paradise can we not make another where here or where'er thou wilt where'er thou art i feel not the want of this so much regretted eden have i not thee our boy our sire and brother and zilla our sweet sister and our eve to whom we owe so much besides our birth yes death too is among the debts we owe her cain that proud spirit who withdrew thee hence hath saddened thine still deeper i had hoped the promised wonders which thou hast beheld visions thou sayest of past and present worlds would have composed thy mind into a calm of a contented knowledge but i see thy guide hath done thee evil still i thank him and can forgive him all that he so soon hath given thee back to us so soon tis scarcely two hours since she departed two long hours to me but only hours upon the sun and yet i have approached that sun and seen worlds which he once shone on and never more shall light and worlds he never lit 
Methought years had rolled o'er my absence. Hardly hours. The mind, then, hath capacity of time, and measures it by that which it beholds, pleasing or painful, little or mighty. I had beheld the immemorial works of endless beings, scurred extinguished worlds, and gazing on eternity methought I had borrowed more by a few drops of ages from its immensity. But now I feel my littleness again. Well said the spirit that I was nothing. Wherefore said he so? Jehovah said not that. No, he contents him with making us the nothing which we are, and after flattering dust with glimpses of Eden and immortality, resolves it back to dust again. For what? Thou knowest, even for our parents' error. What is that to us? They sinned, then let them die. Thou hast not spoken well nor is that thought thy own but of the spirit who was with thee would i could die for them so they might live why so say i provided that one victim might satiate the insatiable of life and that our little rosy sleeper there might never taste of death nor human sorrow nor hand it down to those who spring from him how know we that some such atonement one day may not redeem our race by sacrificing the harmless for the guilty what atonement were there why we are innocent what have we done that we must be victims for a deed before our birth or need have victims to atone for this mysterious nameless sin if it be such a sin to seek for knowledge alas thou sinnest now my cain thy words sound impious in mine ears then leave me never though thy god left thee Say what have we here two altars which our brother abel made during thine absence whereupon to offer a sacrifice to god on thy return and how knew he that i would be so ready with the burnt offerings which he daily brings with a meek brow whose base humility shows more of fear than worship as a bribe to the creator surely tis well done one altar may suffice i have no offering the fruits of the earth, the early beautiful blossom and bud, the bloom of flowers and fruits, these are a goodly offering to the Lord, given with a gentle and contrite spirit. I have toiled and tilled and sweated in the sun according to the curse. Must I do more? For what should I be gentle? For a war with all the elements ere they will yield the bread we eat? For what must I be grateful? for being dust and grovelling in the dust till i return to dust if i am nothing for nothing shall i be an hypocrite and seem well pleased with pain for what should i be contrite for my father's sin already expatiate with what we have all undergone and to be more than expatiated by the ages prophesied upon our seed little deems our young blooming sleeper there the germs of an eternal misery to myriads is within him better twere i snatched him in his sleep and dashed him against the rocks than let him live to oh my god touch not the child my child thy child o oh, cain fear not for all the stars and all the power which sways them i would not accost yon infant with ruder greeting than a father's kiss then why so awful in thy speech i said twere better that he ceased to live 
than give life to so much of sorrow as he must endure and harder still bequeath but since that saying jars you let us only say twere better that he never had been born oh do not say so where were then the joys the mother's joys of watching nourishing and loving him soft he awakes sweet enoch she goes to the child o cain look on him see how full of life of strength of bloom of beauty and of joy how like to me how like to thee when gentle for then we are all alike it's not so cain mother and sire and son our features are reflected in each other as they are in the clear waters when they are gentle when thou art gentle love us then my cain love thyself for our sakes for we love thee look how he laughs and stretches out his arms and opens wide his blue eyes upon thine to hail his father which his little form flutters as winged with joy talk not of pain the childish cherubs might well envy thee the pleasures of a parent bless him cain as yet he hath no words to thank thee but his heart will in thine own too bless thee boy if that a mortal blessing may avail thee to save thee from the serpent's curse it shall surely a father's blessing may avert a reptile's subtlety of that i doubt but bless him ne'ertheless our brother comes thy brother abel enter abel welcome cain my brother the peace of god be on thee abel hail our sister tells me that thou hadst been wandering in high communion with a spirit far beyond our wonted range was he of those we have seen and spoken with like to our father no why then commune with him he may be a foe to the most high and friend to man has the most high been so if so you term him term him your words are strange to-day my brother my sister ada leave us for a while we mean to sacrifice farewell my cain but first embrace thy son may his soft spirit and abel's pious ministry recall thee to peace and holiness exit ada with her child where hast thou been i know not nor what thou hast seen the dead the immortal the unbounded the omnipotent the overpowering mysteries of space the innumerable worlds that were and are a whirlwind of such overwhelming things suns moons and earths upon their loud-voiced spheres singing in thunder round me as have made me unfit for mortal converse leave me abel thine eyes are flashing with unnatural light thy cheek is flushed with an unnatural hue thy words are fraught with an unnatural sound what may this mean it means i pray thee leave me not till we have prayed and sacrificed together abel i pray thee sacrifice alone jehovah loves thee well both well i hope but thee the better i care not for that thou art fitter for his worship than i am revere him then but let it be alone at least without me brother i should ill deserve the name of our great father's son if as my elder i revered thee not and in the worship of our god called not on thee to join me and precede me in our priesthood tis thy place but i have ne'er asserted it 
the more my grief i pray thee to do so now thy soul seems labouring in some strong delusion it will calm thee no nothing can calm me more calm say i never knew i what calm was in the soul although i have seen the elements stilled my able leave me or let me leave thee to thy pious purpose neither we must perform our task together spurn me not if it must be so well then what shall i do choose one of those two altars choose for me they to me are so much turf and stone choose thou i have chosen tis the highest and suits thee as the elder now prepare thine offerings where are thine behold them here the firstlings of the flock and fat thereof a shepherd's humble offering i have no flocks i am a tiller of the ground and must yield what it yieldeth to my toil its fruit he gathers fruits behold them in their various bloom and ripeness they dress their altars and kindle a flame upon them my brother as the elder offer first thy prayer and thanksgiving with sacrifice no i am new to this lead thou the way and i will follow as i may abel kneeling o god who made us and who breathed the breath of life within our nostrils who hath blessed us and spared despite our father's sin to make his children all lost as they might have been had not thy justice been so tempered with the mercy which is thy delight as to accord a pardon like a paradise compared with our great crimes sole lord of light of good and glory and eternity without whom all were evil and with whom nothing can err except to some good end of thine omnipotent benevolence inscrutable but still to be fulfilled accept from out thy humble first of shepherds first of the first-born flocks an offering in itself nothing as what offering can be aught unto thee but yet accept it for the thanksgiving of him who spreads it in the face of thy high heaven bowing his own even to the dust of which he is in honour of thee and of thy name for evermore cain standing erect during this speech spirit whate'er or whosoe'er thou art omnipotent it may be and if good shown in the exemption of thy deeds from evil jehovah upon earth and god in heaven and it may be with other names because thine attributes seem many as thy works if thou must be propitiated with prayers take them if thou must be induced with altars and softened with a sacrifice receive them two beings here erect them unto thee if thou lovest blood the shepherd's shrine which smokes on my right hand hath shed it for thy service in the first of his flock whose limbs now reek in sanguinary incense to thy skies or if the sweet and blooming fruits of earth and milder seasons which the unstained turf i spread them on now offers in the face of the broad sun which ripened them may seem good to thee inasmuch as they have not suffered in limb or life and rather form a sample of thy works than supplication to look on ours if a shrine without victim and altar without gore may win thy favour look on it and for him who dresseth it he is such as thou madest him and seeks nothing which must be won by kneeling if his evil strike him thou art omnipotent and mayst for what can he oppose if he be good strike him or spare him as thou wilt since all rests upon thee and good and evil seem to have no power themselves save in thy will and whether that be good or ill i know not not being omnipotent nor fit to judge omnipotence but merely to endure its mandate which thus far i have endured 
the fire upon the altar of abel kindles into a column of the brightest flame and ascends to heaven while the whirlwind throws down the altar of cain and scatters the fruits abroad upon the earth abel kneeling oh brother pray jehovah's wrath with thee why so thy fruits are scattered on the earth from earth they came to earth let them return their seed will bear fresh fruit there ere the summer thy burnt flesh offering prospers better see how heaven licks up the flames when thick with blood think not upon my offering's acceptance but make another of thine own before it is too late i will build no more altars nor suffer any abel rising cain what meanest thou to cast down yon vile flatterer of the clouds the smoky harbinger of thy dull prayers thine altar with its blood of lambs and kids which fed on milk to be destroyed in blood abel opposing him thou shalt not add not impious works to impious words let that altar stand tis hallowed now by the immortal pleasure of jehovah in his acceptance of the victims his his pleasure what was his high pleasure in the fumes of scorching flesh and smoking blood to the pain of the bleating mothers which still yearn for their dead offspring or the pangs of the sad ignorant victims underneath thy pious knife give way this bloody record shall not stand in the sun to shame creation brother give back thou shalt not touch my altar with violence if that thou wilt adopt it to try another sacrifice tis thine another sacrifice give way or else that sacrifice may be what meanest thou give give way thy god loves blood then look to it give way ere he hath more in his great name i stand between thee and the shrine which hath had his acceptance if thou lovest thyself stand back till i have strewed this turf along its native soil else abel opposing him i love god far more than life cain striking him with a brand on the temples which he snatches from the altar then take thy life unto thy god since he loves lives abel falls oh, what hast thou done my brother brother oh god receive thy servant and forgive his slayer for he knew not what he did cain give me give me thy hand and tell porzilla cain after a moment's stupefaction my hand tis all red and with what a long pause looking slowly round where am i alone where's abel where cain can it be that i am he my brother awake why liest thou so long on the green earth tis not the hour of slumber why so pale what hast thou thou wert full of life this morn abel i pray thee mock me not i smote too fiercely but not fatally oh why wouldst thou oppose me this is mockery and only done to daunt me twas a blow and but a blow stir stir nay only stir why so that's well thou breathest breathe upon me oh god oh god abel very faintly what's he who speaks of god thy murderer then may god forgive him cain comfort poor zilla she has but one brother now abel dies and i none who makes me brotherless his eyes are open 
then he is not dead death is like sleep and sleep shuts down our lids his lips too are apart why then he breathes and yet i feel it not his heart his heart let me see doth it beat methinks no no this is a vision else i am become the native of another and worse world the earth swims round me what is this tis wet puts his hand to his brow and then looks at it yet there are no dews tis blood my blood my brother's and my own and shed by me then what have i further to do with life since i have taken life from my own flesh but he cannot be dead is silence death no he will wake then let me watch by him life cannot be so slight as to be quenched thus quickly he has spoken to me since what shall i say to him my brother no he will not answer to that name for brethren smite not each other yet yet speak to me oh for a word more of that gentle voice that i may bear to hear my own again enter zilla i heard a heavy sound what can it be tis cain and watching by my husband what dost thou there brother doth he sleep oh heaven what means this paleness and yon stream no no it is not blood for who would shed his blood abel what's this who hath done this he moves not he breathes not and his hands drop down from mine with stony lifelessness ah oh, cruel cain why camest thou not in time to save him from this violence whatever hath assailed him thou wert the stronger and shouldst have stepped in between him and aggression father eve ada come hither death is in the world exit zilla calling on her parents etc cain solus and who hath brought him there i who abhor the name of death so deeply that the thought empoisoned all my life before i knew his aspect i have led him here and given my brother to his cold and still embrace as if he would not have asserted his inexorable claim without my aid i am awake at last a dreary dream hath maddened me but he shall ne'er awake enter adam eve ada and zilla a voice of woe from zilla brings me here do i see tis true my son my son to eve woman behold the serpent's work and thine oh speak not of it now the serpent's fangs are in my heart my best beloved abel jehovah this is punishment beyond a mother's sin to take him from me who what hath done this deed speak cain since thou wert present was it some more hostile angel who walks not with jehovah or some wild brute of the forest ah a livid light breaks through as from a thunder-cloud yon brand massy and bloody snatched from off the altar and black with smoke and red with speak my son speak 
and assure us wretched as we are that we are not more miserable still speak cain and say it was not thou it was i see it now he hangs his guilty head and covers his ferocious eye with hands incarnadine mother thou dost him wrong cain clear thee from this horrible accusal which grief wrings from our parent hear jehovah may the eternal serpent's curse be on him for he was fitter for his seed than ours may all his days be desolate may hold curse him not mother for he is thy son curse him not mother for he is my brother and my betrothed he hath left thee no brother zillah no husband me no son for thus i curse him from my sight for evermore all bonds i break between us as he broke that of his nature in yon o death death why dost thou not take me who first incurred thee why dost thou not so now eve let not this thy natural grief lead to impiety a heavy doom was long forespoken to us and now that it begins let it be borne in such a sort that may show our god that we are faithful servants to his holy will eve pointing to cain his will the will of yon incarnate spirit of death whom i have brought upon the earth to strew it with the dead may all the curses of life be on him and his agonies drive him forth o'er the wilderness like us from eden till his children do by him as he did by his brother may the swords and wings of fiery cherubim pursue him by day and night snakes spring up in his path earth's fruits be ashes in his mouth the leaves on which he lays his head to sleep be strewed with scorpions may his dreams be of his victim his waking a continual dread of death may the clear rivers turn to blood as he stoops down to stain them with his raging lip may every element shun or change to him may he live in the pangs which others die with and death itself wax something worse than death to him who first acquainted him with man hence fratricide henceforth that word is cain through all the coming myriads of mankind who shall abhor thee though thou wert their sire may the grass wither from thy feet the woods deny thee shelter earth a home the dust a grave the sun his light and heaven her god exit eve cain get thee forth we dwell no more together depart and leave the dead to me i am henceforth alone we never must meet more oh part not with him thus my father do not add thy deep curse to eve's upon his head i curse him not his spirit be his curse come zillah i must watch my husband's course we will return again when he is gone who hath provided for us this dread office come zillah yet one kiss on yon pale clay and those lips once so warm my heart my heart exeunt adam and zillah weeping cain thou hast heard we must go forth 
I am ready. So shall our children be. I will bear Enoch, and you his sister. Ere the sun declines, let us depart, nor walk the wilderness under the cloud of night. Nay, speak to me, to me thine own. Leave me. Why, all have left thee. And wherefore lingerest thou? Dost thou not fear to dwell with one who hath done this? I fear nothing except to leave thee, much as I shrink from the deed which leaves thee brotherless. I must not speak of this. It is between thee and the great God. A voice from within exclaims, Cain! Cain! Hearest thou voice? Cain! Cain! It soundeth like an angel's tone. Enter the angel of the Lord. Where is thy brother Abel? Am I then my brother's keeper? Cain, what hast thou done? The voice of thy slain brother's blood cries out even from the ground unto the Lord. Now art thou cursed from the earth, which opened late her mouth to drink thy brother's blood from thy rash hand. Henceforth, when thou shalt till the ground, it shall not yield thee her strength. A fugitive shalt thou be from this day, a vagabond on earth. This punishment is more than he can bear. Behold, thou drivest him from the face of earth, and from the face of God he shall be hid. A fugitive and vagabond on earth, twill come to pass, that whoso findeth him shall slay him. Would they could! But who are they shall slay me? Where are these on the lone earth as yet unpeopled? Thou hast slain thy brother, and who shall warrant thee against thy son? Angel of light, be merciful, nor say that this poor aching breast now nourishes a murderer in my boy, and of his father. Then he would but be what his father is. Did not the milk of Eve give nutriment to him thou now seest so besmeared with blood? The fratricide might well engender parricides. But it shall not be so. The Lord, thy God and mine, commandeth me to set his seal on Cain, so that he may go forth in safety. Who slayeth Cain a sevenfold vengeance shall be taken on his head. Come hither. What wouldst thou with me? To mark upon thy brow exemption from such deeds as thou hast done. No, let me die. It must not be. The angel sets the mark on Cain's brow. It burns my brow, but naught to that which is within it. Is there more? Let me meet it as I may. Stern hast thou been, and stubborn from the womb, as the ground thou must henceforth till. But he thou slewest was gentle as the flocks he tended. After the fall too soon was I begotten. Ere yet my mother's mind subsided from the serpent, and my sire still mourned for Eden. That which I am, I am. I did not seek for life, nor did I make myself. But could I with my own death redeem him from the dust? And why not so? Let him return to-day, and I lie ghastly. So shall be restored by God the life to him he loved, and taken from me a being I ne'er loved to bear. Who shall heal murder? What is done is done. 
go forth, fulfill thy days, and be thy deeds unlike the last. The angel disappears. He's gone. Let us go forth. I hear our little Enoch cry within our bower. Oh, little knows he what he weeps for. And I who have shed blood cannot shed tears. But the four rivers would not cleanse my soul. Think'st thou my boy will bear to look on me? If I thought that you were not, I would. Cain, interrupting her. No, no more of threats. We have had too many of them. Go to our children. I will follow thee. I will not leave thee lonely with the dead. Let us depart together. Oh, thou dead and everlasting witness, whose unsinking blood darkens earth and heaven. What thou now art I know not, but if thou seest what I am, I think thou wilt forgive him whom his God can ne'er forgive, nor his own soul. Farewell. I must not, dare not touch what I have made thee. I, who sprung from the same womb with thee, drained the same breast, clasped thee often to my own, in fondness brotherly and boyish. I can never meet thee more, nor even dare to do that for thee, which thou shouldst have done for me. Compose thy limbs into their grave. The first grave yet dug for mortality. But who hath dug that grave? O oh, earth, O oh, earth, for all the fruits thou hast rendered to me, I give thee back this. Now for the wilderness. Ada stoops down and kisses the body of Abel. A dreary and early doom, my brother, has been thy lot. Of all who mourn for thee, I alone must not weep. My office is henceforth to dry up tears, and not to shed them. But yet of all who mourn, none mourn like me, not only for thyself, but him who slew thee. Now, Cain, I will divide thy burden with thee. Eastward from Eden we will take our way. Tis the most desolate, and suits my steps. Lead. Thou shalt be my guide, and may our God be thine. Now let us carry forth our children. And he who lieth there was childless. I have dried the fountain of a gentle race, which might have graced his recent marriage couch, and might have tempered this stern blood of mine, uniting with our children Abel's offspring. Oh, Abel! Peace be with him. But with me! Exeunt. End of Act Three. End of Cain, a Mystery by Lord Byron.